the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. Hour number two now underway on 1420. The answer free for all Friday. What a glorious day it is. What a glorious week it has been. Celebrating justice, celebrating, celebrating victories over injustice, over partisanship, over uh, criminal acts, in my estimation, over lack of decorum and decency at the State of the Union address, and celebrating in a big-time way, or as the president may have said, bigly way. Um, huge news today. If you did not see this news, 225,000 jobs created in the month of January. January would be the month, by the way, after December, if you're scoring at home. December is the month in which sometimes job numbers are artificially inflated because of seasonal hiring. Uh, stores and other uh, places needing to uh, ramp up uh, their uh, workforces for the busy Christmas rushes and that sort of thing. Generally, those temporary hires then disappear in January, which would lead us to believe that maybe the numbers would go down a little bit in January. Instead, 225,000 were created well above the Wall Street estimates of a 158,000 job gain. And oh, by the way, these aren't pathetic poor, and I shouldn't say pathetic because anybody who works in the service sector has my deep respect, but We all know that a lot of those jobs pay less than jobs such as manufacturing jobs. And those were the vast majority of the jobs created under Obama. They were service sector jobs. And how do we know this? Because Barack Obama admitted we can't create manufacturing jobs in this economy. It's just not possible. And when Donald Trump, if you recall, ran for president and said, I'll do it, Obama mocked him and said, how's he going to bring manufacturing jobs to this economy in this country when they can be outsourced so much cheaper in other countries? Does he have a magic wand? And the president lifted his little finger and waved it around and said, abracadabra, alakazam, deregulation, lower corporate taxes, and opportunities for stronger 
bigger, bolder business growth. And guess what happened? Manufacturing jobs are back, and they're on the rise, and, and wages are up. Average hourly earnings rose 3.1% over a year ago to $28.44, ahead of estimates for 3% growth. So everything just continues to be a little bigger and a little better under the policies of President Donald J. Trump. And that is a glorious thing. What a great way to end what has already been a tremendous week of successes. The president took a well-deserved victory lap yesterday, talking about the... Um, the acquittal, his acquittal rather, from the uh, of the uh, ridiculous, bogus impeachment charges or articles levied against him by uh, demon rats who are simply carrying out a promise that they made to their base long before Donald Trump was inaugurated and really long before uh, he was even uh, elected. It really is. It's a true honor to give it. Uh, making the State of the Union speech, I was with some people that have been around, they've been all over the world, and one of them said, highly sophisticated person, said, you know, no matter where you go in the world, it doesn't make any difference. There is nothing like what I witnessed tonight. The beauty, the majesty of the chamber, uh, the power of the United States, the power of the people in this room. Uh, really an amazing even I don't think there is anything like that anywhere in the world. You can go to any other country, you can go to any other location, any other place. It's the beauty of everything. It's what it represents and how it represents our country. I want to start by introducing some of the people that are here. I know some are going to be left out, but they work so hard. And this is really not a news conference. It's not a speech. It's not anything. It's just we're sort of uh, it's a celebration because we have something that just worked out. I mean, it worked out. We went through hell unfairly, did nothing wrong, did nothing wrong. I've done things wrong in my life, I will admit. Not purposely, but I've done things wrong. But this is what the end result is. That's when the president held up. The uh, the uh, front page of the Washington Post that said Trump acquitted. Unfairly. Did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. I've done things wrong in my life, I will admit. Not purposely, but I've done things wrong. But this is what the end result is. The man is a showman, unparalleled. He's holding that paper up for the duration of that applause. will frame it. It's the only good headline I've ever had in the Washington Post. But every paper—it's so true. It is absolutely true. There is nobody who commands a crowd or a room like he does. It's amazing. Uh, James in Lorraine County has been waiting patiently. Wants to talk about Congressman Jordan. James, welcome to Free for All Friday. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah. Good morning, Bob. The uh president mentioned Jim Jordan in his uh, speech yesterday. He was talking about what a great warrior he is, and he has been. His his background with uh, fighting on the committees for to bring in this truth to light, and uh, I, I'm, I'm just thankful that there's, you know, hope. You know, that there's, we're seeing a lot of hope. 
And that's what we need to see. But, you know, thanks to your show, and thanks to people like uh, your great, you know, guests and authors. And hey, by the way, there was a book or an author you had yesterday, and I didn't. Something about big tech. Something about what? Big tech. Oh, big tech. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the book was uh, uh, the book was by Peter <laughs> Hassan, and it was called The Manipulators. The Manipulators, and it's talking about Google, okay. YouTube, and uh, Facebook, and how they uh, their their constant movement to censor conservatives, which of course is just such an, a terribly egregious right. affront on free speech. Yeah, it's called The Manipulators. You should definitely pick it up. Thanks, great. Hey, All right. Bob, there's one other thing. I don't know if you have one of those. It's a button for uh, uh, you know the Law and Order. Uh, the music they'd always play after, after you had you know a verdict or something like that for the acquittal, you know, hit that button. I don't have that yeah. one. I, I'll have to look into that one. That's not one of the ones I have, my friend. But I do. That's, that's a neat idea. Everybody, that's a, that's a neat yeah, idea. Everybody recognizes that one. Yeah, I probably, I probably should grab it. Um, I'm not sure what it sounds like myself. I was never a huge Law and Order guy, uh, but, um, but yeah, if that's what they play after an acquittal, that's what we should be playing. Thank mm-hmm. you, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, he brought up Jim Jordan. James did, uh, and this is uh, one of the things he was talking about here. Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, there, there's, there's no. You know, if Ann's butts about it, I think uh, Congressman Gates is right. Um, whether she resigns or not, that's going to be up to, to you know, that's her and, and, and her conference's uh, decision. But the American people see it for what it is. It's, it's poor form. It's wrong behavior, um, particularly when it, this is as close to pageantry and as America gets. This happens but once a year. It's a time where we can talk about the state of our union. And as the president rightly said that night, the state of our union is strong. And frankly, it's gotten a lot stronger in his presidency. And that's what we all appreciate so much about this president and about what's happening in our great country. That's uh, Congressman Jordan from our conversation last hour talking about Nancy Pelosi's extraordinary uh, unbecoming behavior uh, behind him as the president wrapped up the State of the Union address. Let's go to um, uh, where next? Cleveland, TJ. You're on the air. TJ, go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, uh, the left was going ballistic about Rush Limbaugh getting his Medal of Freedom. Yeah. Well, I Googled Barack Obama and Medal of Freedom, and I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised. First, I found out he gave out more than any president. He actually gave out 123 of them. Wow. To, pe- to people, wait a minute, people like Harvey Weinstein, Robert Redford, Robert De Niro, Bruce Springsteen. If you look at his list of the ones he awarded medals to, the vast majority of them were nothing but liberal hacks that contributed very little to this country. And you don't hear anything from the left about his medals that were given out, but they're going to go absolutely crazy about Rush Limbaugh getting one. They, their hypocrisy just keeps rising. I'll tell you what, that's a great point. You're 100% right. By the way, before I talk more about that, TJ, and before you go, where were you on uh, Wednesday night? We had a we had an acquittal party, and your name came up at least four different times in individuals coming up to me and saying, hey, is TJ here? And I said, no, TJ isn't here. I haven't seen TJ at one of these events in a while now. How come you missed the acquittal party? Well, to be honest with you, Bob, I guess I got to just say laziness, you know, to go out. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I would uh, like next to thing you know, on. you're going to be voting Democrat. Uh, no, that'll never happen. <laughs> you know that, Bob. That'll well, never they happen. missed you, TJ. There were a lot of people who wanted to talk to you, but uh, but thanks for the call. And now I'm going to get back to the point. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. The left is complaining that uh, Rush Limbaugh hasn't done anything. I think Joy Behar and others on The View you know, said something like, why would he give the Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh when the last surviving Tuskegee Airman is in the room? 
you know, because the president honored uh, the, the last surviving Tuskegee Airman. And, and it's such a ridiculous uh, notion that everybody gets the civilian. By the way, it's a civilian honor. It's a civilian honor. First of all, that's why it couldn't go to an airman, you dunderhead. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the civilian that Rush Limbaugh is compared to some of the individuals, including the multi-time accused rapist Harvey Weinstein, and as he's brought up the liberal hacks who just do nothing but make millions and millions of dollars acting in movies in Hollywood. Compare that to Rush Limbaugh, who changed an entire medium, the medium of radio, was changed forever by Rush Limbaugh. I have this job, and I've had this 23-year career in radio, because Rush Limbaugh paved the road. He laid the groundwork. He, he was the pioneer. Pick your metaphor. He, he was the guy who literally, you know, essentially created the industry of conservative talk radio, giving people a place to go, to listen to the other side they couldn't get from the network news, and a place to vent about what they're seeing and hearing from the other side. He spawned this nationwide conservative talk radio movement. That is a tremendous contribution. It's a tremendous contribution to the dialogue, to the debate, to the discussion, and yes, to the fairness of, of uh, a coverage of news in this country. That, without Rush Limbaugh, I mean, honestly, this would be a very different and very dangerous place. He was absolutely deserving of that honor. And... Uh, when you look at the list that TJ's talking about of people that Barack Obama gave Medals of Freedom to, uh, he looks even better. All right, quick uh, time out. Back with more calls right after this. This ought to be the theme song we play. I did Celebration yesterday. I did Living in America with James Brown today. We really ought to be doing Santana because that's what the entire Trump presidency has been all about. In the economy, at the border, against our terrorist enemies, against the Democrats. <laughs> it's just all about what this song is. And if you don't know this song, I'm very ashamed of you. Should. If you're over the age of probably 35, you're probably well better know this song. If you're over the age of 35, it ought to be on your iPhone or whatever phone you have playlist. It is mine, and I'm going to keep talking like this until we get to the chorus. So you know exactly what we're talking about here. The chorus is the title of the Let's talk about the Donald Trump presidency. Let's talk about this. Check that out, bad boy. Come on, DJ Derek. That's what the president should walk out to every time he has a press conference from now on. Uh, 225,000 more winners uh, this past month in terms of new jobs. Uh, yeah, we're all winning. Okay, to the phones. Firebird 63. Now, I'm going to assume that's the car he owns and that's the name he wants to go by. Firebird 63. You can fade that down now, brother. Uh, Mar- uh, Firebird 63 in Macedonia. Go right ahead. Firebird 63. I wanted you to hear uh, that uh, the uh, SS uh, Biden... Finally hit the uh, the uh, iceberg. The iceberg. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, they rolled out uh, the new uh, Bloomberg uh, uh, campaign ad. Yeah. Come on, they, they Come. had. Uh, there you uh, go. He has a thing with uh, 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 Obama. Oh yeah, I saw it. 
Okay. Uh, that that has to be the end of uh, Mr. Biden. That came on television yesterday um, yeah, as my it, wife and I were just, watching, and my wife yeah, said to just, me, hold on a second, uh, Firebird. My wife said to me, did Obama endorse Bloomberg? And I said, no, why? And she said, look. And I looked up, and there he was on the TV, and he was highlighting his ties to Obama. But what I told her was, and what you, you are correct when you say this, when you brought, brought up Biden over this, um, the fact that, Obama, or that Biden's campaign is struggling so mightily right now, he finished fourth in Iowa, and he is trailing in the polls badly in advance of New Hampshire. Um, his campaign needs a shot in the arm like never before. And that shot in the arm could come in the form of an endorsement from the still extraordinarily popular in the Democrat Party, Barack Obama, and Barack Obama won't touch him. That is, that's the iceberg, right? You're talking about Firebird? Yeah, yeah, that's the, the iceberg. Uh, I, was list- I was sitting in and they, they played it about three times in a row, uh, that uh, telling all of the different things that the, uh, uh, Bloomberg and uh, Obama were together. Right, right. All of the ties, and that's a, it's yeah. a smart move on Bloomberg's part, by the way. Especially since Obama has not issued an actual endorsement, and Joe Biden certainly can't get it. And that's and Firebird. Thanks for the call. I'm going to get some other people in here before the okay. bottom. Uh, but uh, but that's exactly the point. And every time somebody brings that up to Biden, he says, "Well, I don't want it. I didn't I never ask for the endorsement." Because I want to do this on my own. I don't need anybody else's help. That's his cover for. I don't know why Barack Obama won't endorse me. <laughs> I was his number two. I was going to take over in the events that something, something happened to him. He chose me to be the next president when he made me the vice president, and now he won't even endorse me. He, he has no justification for that. So he says, well, I didn't ask for it. That's why. And I'm not going to ask for it because I want to do this on my own. Bull-loney. He would give his left arm right now for a Barack Obama endorsement to try to revive his flagging campaign. He's trailing three other people badly. John in Cleveland Heights, or Cleveland, excuse me, next. John, go right ahead. Here's an idea for uh, what they could do uh, for and photograph for, for the short term, and that would be a uh, picture of uh, Speaker Pelosi tearing up the uh, tearing up the speech, and then show the president commemorating the Tuskegee Airmen, and then show again for tearing up the speech, and then show him talking about uh, the. Uh, a family who lost their um, their their father and their husband, um, you know, helping the United States out, and then all a bunch of the other super positive things that came in that speech, just juxtaposing her tearing the speech up with all these really positive things. There is, uh, uh, John, There, thank you for the call, my friend. There is something like that that's going around on Twitter right now. Um, I can't, I'm going to try to find it and I'll retweet it from my account from France radio, but somebody did exactly that. Somebody did that. They, they, they're, they're shot after shot after shot of the people that oh. president Trump featured there. Uh, John, thanks for the call. Got to go. Um, mm-hmm. um, shot after shot of, 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 uh, the people that the president featured and then Nancy Pelosi tearing that up. So there's something almost exactly like you're describing there. I'll try to find it again and I'll try to share that so that other people can see it. Cause you're right. It's a great visual and it shares, uh, an important story. Okay. I'm going to get a time out here for news at the bottom of the hour. If you're on hold, stay there, but I do also have a guest coming up here. I'm going to talk to a familiar, uh, name and voice on this program, but he normally joins us to talk about national security. His name is Jim Simpson. 
He is the author of the Red Green Axis and its sequel, Red Green Axis 2.0. And he is uh, the co-founder with um, uh, my friend Dan Ramada of the Red Green Axis Exposed Organization. And he normally talks to us about national security as it pertains to the threats of Islam and communism combined. And now he's going to talk to us about something else, running for Congress. Jim Simpson will join us to tell us next right here in 1420 The Answer. Ten thirty-five. As we continue on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. A very celebratory Friday edition of the Authority. Uh, why not? What is there not to celebrate? We celebrate a forty-nine percent approval rating for our president in the midst of the most negative partisan media coverage in the history of, quite frankly, the Republic. Still at forty-nine percent, a record for the president. We celebrate the destruction of the Democrat Party as an as an organization that can get out of its own way. Uh, they cannot. It's Friday, and they're now just saying that we're kind of close to 100% of the votes being tabulated accurately from Monday's caucuses in Iowa. And meanwhile, the chair of the DNC, Tom Perez, says, I want to re-canvas everybody. Still don't trust it. So you got to celebrate that. The president gave a home-run speech at the State of the Union. Easily his best ever, highlighting some of the wonderful things that have already gone on in this country that we have done in the last three years, and more importantly, a forward-thinking look at all of the great things to come. Punctuated by Nancy Pelosi's rip job, uh, which we also celebrate because of the huge number of Democrats that were turned off by it and moderates who are now going over to Team Trump, according to a variety of sources. Now, today we celebrate 225,000 jobs created in the month of January, a time in which the experts predicted 158,000. Also, wages uh, at a much higher rate as well, growing 3.1%. Um, the news just keeps getting better and better and better. So we're celebrating all of those things on this free-for-all Friday, and now I've got something else to celebrate. You've heard this man on the program a number of times. He has talked to us about his books, The Red-Green Axis, which was his uh, original, The Red-Green Axis, <clears throat> Excuse me. The red-green axis um, is, of course, the unholy alliance between red communists and socialists and green, the uh, Islamists, who are continuing as part of civilization jihad, working with the uh, socialists to infiltrate and take over America, quite frankly, the collusion of the Democrat Party and the Socialists along with the uh, Islamists. And then the uh, sequel to that is the red-green axis 2.0, an existential threat to America and the world. He also now is the founder or co-founder of RGA, the Red Green Axis Exposed, which is now an organization. It's an educational and activist organization intended to share with Americans the threat posed by uh, this alliance. And now we can bring Jim Simpson, the author and founder of all of the above, back onto the program in a different capacity with an announcement. Jim Simpson, good morning. Good to have you back, sir. How are you? Hey, Bob. Great to be with you again. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, Jim Simpson. We always talk about national security measures, sometimes direct national security in terms of military, but mostly about civilization, jihad, creeping Sharia, and the uh, uh, socialist and uh, communist policies and uh, organizations that would try to enable that. Uh, But we're not here talking about that today. We're talking about politicking. You got an announcement? Let us know what's going on. Well, you know... um I've talked about these issues for almost 20 years, written about them, books, articles, and, you know, everywhere we go, 
we are obstructed, threatened, doxed, deplatformed, uh, we lose jobs, all kinds of things happen to people who try to tell the truth about what's going on in this country. And it really has reached, as you know, a fever pitch in these last few years, just a fever pitch. And it's like we're living in alternate universes. You know, there's those of us like you and I and those working people out there. Uh, Sorry about that. We had a glitch. Go ahead. That's okay. And, uh, and then there's the radical left, which unfortunately is most prominently represented by today's organized Democratic Party. And, and, and they are literally off the rails insane. But the trouble is that they have, you know, they, they enjoy the commanding heights of popular culture. They control Hollywood. They control the media. They control most universities and now even secondary schools and elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And we have to do something. And I've decided that I can best serve our nation uh, in the U.S. Congress. So I have uh, announced that I am running for Congress, and uh, people can learn about it by going to my website, jimsimpsonforcongress.com, and uh, look it over, and please donate, because the only way we win this is by um, getting enough support and enough momentum that people will decide, yes, it's time for a change. Jim Simpson has announced he is running for Congress. My first response to that has to be this. Can you dig it? That's the highest honor I can give on this radio program. If somebody does something amazing, uh, they get a can you dig it. So that is awesome news. Secondly, now, we need to learn more about this, Jim. Uh, Who's the incumbent? What district? Tell us what district, state, and and, and everything else that people need to know about. Sure enough. It's uh, in Maryland. It's district which is uh, a horribly gerrymandered district. It sprawls throughout parts of five different counties in Maryland, uh, from top to bottom, from east to west. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, And it has been held by a Democrat for the past 18 years. His name is Dutch Ruppersberger. And, you know, when he was uh, county executive, he led as a moderate. And But the trouble is, you know, he ran for Congress. And when you are a Democrat and you go to Congress, you become a rubber stamp for Nancy Pelosi. You cannot mm-hmm. choose otherwise. And, uh, and that's what he has become, willingly, uh, you know, without, without any question. And he has done nothing for this state for those 18 years. We have, it's a sanctuary state. Baltimore County is a sanctuary county. They won't uh, inform ICE when they have somebody in custody. Uh, MS-13 is spreading throughout the county. Uh, They commit murders in the county. Uh, And everything going along with that, all put by 
Maryland taxpayers. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, he needs to go. Uh, he's very old. Uh, he's been around long enough, had plenty of time to prove his worth, and he has proven, like most Democrats, to be less than worthless. Things have gotten worse, and they do nothing about it. So, you know, you're talking about a state, and you're talking about it, uh, you know, this was all in the news, of course, um, back in the summertime with the uh, feud between President Trump and uh, uh, and Elijah Cummings and the description of Maryland's, you know, the seventh, this is the second, not the seventh, but talking about what a mess it is in some of the other districts in Maryland. What is yep. going to be your platform? Yep. Is it going to be fixing those kinds of things that President Trump criticized now the late Elijah Cummings for, or is it going to be more national in scale about the, the, the votes you can provide in Congress on matters of legislation that affect everyone? Well, both, frankly. Um, you know, this is a, a national election. We need to take back the U.S. Congress. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And 2020 is going to be the most critical uh, election year, perhaps, in our nation's history. And uh, it will determine... Uh, the direction this country goes. And we simply cannot um, tolerate another two years of Democrats doing nothing but obstructing this president and his amazing, frankly, efforts uh, to move the country forward. It, it's, it's simply stunning what they're doing. And I intend fully to do everything I can to fix the issues in Maryland the, the first one, of course, is crime and immigration, because those are just two huge issues for Maryland. And, and they're ripping off Maryland taxpayers, you know, especially in the inner cities. Uh, black communities are being literally robbed by illegal immigration. They come in, they create uh, jobs, they create businesses that don't have to, um, you know, follow all of the rules. Oh, I do know. And, and, and that's one of the yeah. things that President Trump was yeah. talking about, about the plight yeah. for, you know, everybody thinks it's an attack on, on black America when the president talked to Cummings about the way. No, it's black. His black constituents are the ones who are the biggest, uh, you know, who are suffering the most. And it's because yeah. of policies, like you said, that allow unchecked illegal immigration. I think that's exactly right. Jim, i got to get yeah. out here. I want to get to your website again, and I want to encourage people, if they have the opportunity, to donate. Again, I had somebody on from... Uh, California earlier this week is running against uh, running against um, oh for crying out loud why am I blanking on this uh, Adam yeah. Schiff running against Adam Schiff I said hey we Adam can't Schiff. vote for you but we can donate to you uh, we can't vote yeah. for you in Maryland either but we can donate and give you the resources you need to take uh, a red a blue seat and make it red which would be phenomenal Absolutely. so where can people donate Jim Simpson uh, it's Jim Simpson for Congress dot com and there's donut donate buttons right on the front page. I want people to go to jimsimpsonforcongress.com, and while you're there, also make sure you check out Red Green Axis Exposed. You can just search for Red Green Axis in your uh, 
uh, in your uh, uh, browser uh, uh, bar, and then uh, you will get it. It comes through EagleFireNation.com, but it's uh, Red Green Axis Exposed. Read some of the great work and organizations that Jim is working with and uh, developing, as well as Jim Simpson for Congress.com. Jim, we'll talk again, obviously, as this campaign goes on and uh, do everything we can to support you. Thank you for making the announcement here to this audience, and, of course, we wish you the very best. Hey, great, Bob. Thanks a lot for having me. You got it. My pleasure. Jim Simpson on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, one of our one of our top guys when it comes to national security, and now he wants to go and actually put, uh, you know, uh, put uh, the rubber to the road, if you will. And I might be mixing up a metaphor there, but you understand the point. He's going to go do something about it in Congress if he gets that opportunity. All right, quick time out. Back with the rest of your phone calls in the last segment of the week here on AM 1420, The Answer. Alrighty then, 10.50, final segment of the broadcast. This one's not as much of a short one. We got out on time, and that means we've got time for all of these phone calls remaining on hold. And as it is a free-for-all, I felt like that was the only fair thing to do. So let's get them going here. 216-901-0945. Nancy in Cleveland wants to talk about Nancy. I assume that means not yourself, right? Right. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, I'm not so concerned with uh, Nancy Pelosi or or getting her out of there because, you know, if she keeps feeding her face with Botox, they're going to have to carry her out of there. She'll be so (laughs) stiff. But what I am concerned with is being updated on what's going on with those uh, freshman congresswomen that wore the white suits, especially the three leaders, uh, Omar, uh, Rashid, and Ocasio. I want to know who's running against them, and if you could maybe uh, update us and and let us know where we could support those uh, against them and you know, how their uh, re-election is going on, because I'm hoping those people in their districts wise up and don't re- re-elect them. And then the second thing is, is the uh, if you could maybe one day a month uh, incorporate in your programming uh, an update of events and situations such as uh, what's going on with the protest. I think that's Hong Kong they're protesting over there. Yeah. And then, of course, the protest in Iran with their its citizens. And, of course, they had on your sister station an update with the prosecutor for the Covington uh, kids, um, you know, like once a month spent updating so we know what's going on and how things went with or are going or went with these situations. Some of the yeah, some of the past stories. You know what? It's a good idea, Nancy, and I'll do my best to provide that when I get that information. I thank you for that. I'll answer this. Thanks for the call. I'll answer this as you go. And before I take another call, there is, I believe, I don't have the names, but I believe best case scenarios have emerged as it come uh, as it pertains to the squids that you're talking about. Um Jihad Omar in Minnesota, I believe, has a female, also Muslim, challenger um, who is conservative, who is not a Muslim in the way that you think of Jihad Omar as a Muslim. Uh, that's the only way it's going to be able. Somebody's going to be able to take her out because you know what they did. They stacked a particular district with a, a, a bunch of Somali Muslim uh, immigrants into this country, making them a huge majority, so they could elect one of their own. This is how they do it to try to gain seats and thus power in the federal government. So it's going to take a Muslim, probably a Muslim female, to knock Jihad Omar out. And there is one running. I don't have all the specifics. Similarly, I believe there is a Hispanic or Latina female running. Uh, Latina obviously gives away the female part, 
running against uh, Cortez in uh, New York. I believe I don't have the name again. Now, Talib, Sharia Talib, not 100% sure if she's got uh, what kind of a challenger she might have um, in, uh, uh, in uh, Michigan. But I will try to find that out. But I do think there are some challengers that could use our support, like you said, maybe our money if we can't vote for them in different states, which, of course, we cannot. Uh, but we can use our money. And I will get you those names as quickly as I can. I think there may be multiple challengers in each of those districts, but I know that I heard of at least one uh, Muslim woman and one Latina woman running against Omar and uh, Cortez, respectively, in their districts. And so I'll try to find that out when I can. Okay, uh, let's go to Cleveland, and it's Wally. Uh, I believe it's Wally. Uh, hi, Wally, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Hey, nice to talk to you again. Absolutely. I just wanted to say I I thought, um, you know, that it was great uh, that they honored Rush Limbaugh. Uh, you know, the man gave us a chance to have a voice on the radio, and this, unfortunately, is something the Democrats would like to see <laughs> taken away from us. And as far as Pelosi, I thought that, uh, you know, that it, things that she did were intolerable. I thought I was watching a two-year-old who was throwing a tantrum as she was tearing up the president's speech. And as far as the ladies in white, they should be the ladies in black, because white stands for purity and honor. And I don't think they represent that, because even as the president was talking about children and saving children, I don't believe they stood up. And I'm just like appalled, you know, by that. And then as far as Mr. Simpson and his uh, worry about immigration, I came over to the United States when I was three years old from Germany. And, of course, we wanted freedom like everyone else. And everybody would love to come to the United States because it's the best nation in the world. But um, when we came over, you know, we had to be sponsored. We had to be inoculated. We had to have someone in our family that was going to take us in. And also had a church that sponsored us. And... We had uh, relatives that were already getting us ready to have parent, our parents have jobs to go to work and start paying into the system. And so uh, this is, you know, the problem with what's happening with immigration now. The people are coming over, you know, basically, unfortunately, for a free ride. This is in my opinion. And, uh, well, you know, your opinion is accurate. And let, let me uh, let me jump in so I can get some other folks here. Nancy, thank you. Or, or I'm sorry, Wally. Uh, thank you so much mm-hmm. for that phone call. You make great points all the way. And the other thing that you did when you came over at three and your family did is you embraced Americana. You embraced this country and said, I want to be a part of America, not I want to bring my flag of my country and overtake this country in small portions and live in these isolated enclaves uh, and, and only, uh, you know, pay tribute to the country that I just ran from. Uh, you learned our language. Uh, uh, you you embraced our system of government, our system of uh, of economic uh, functions, etc., and that's the difference between uh, legal immigrants from those days and illegal immigrants who come in here now. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Grafton. Ron, you are on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Good to have you, Ron. You're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, love your show, Bob. Keep up the good work. Thank Couple you, of quick things. Yes, sir. Um, there's something to said be said about Nancy Pelosi and Mitt Romney. There's something to be said about people that walk like their feet hurt. If you ever notice it, watch both of them because they look the same when they're walking. It's really, it's almost hilarious. Um, The other thing is I wanted a a separated at birth. Colonel Vinman and Newman. Newman the worm from Seinfeld. Oh, Wayne Knight, Wayne Knight, gotcha. Uh, Yeah, yeah, not bad. 
I'm yeah. sorry, I can't get over Newman. I don't care what. No, that's fine. That's, I, I was trying to figure out what Newman you meant, and then when you mentioned Seinfeld, I did the actor Wayne Knight came to mind. Yeah, not bad. He's got hair though. He's got that curly hair. Does Newman and uh, Vinman is bald? But yeah, I can see it. I can see it. So next time and I see uh, what next I, time I see a Seinfeld rerun, next time I see a Seinfeld rerun with uh, Newman, I'll have to say that Lieutenant Colonel Newman. I also understand that uh, he's being tossed out of the White House early. I supposedly he wanted to to leave at the end of this month or something like that. But I think uh, Trump has about had it with them, and he's going to get him out of there fast. Trump should have gotten <laughs> rid think... of him and Yovanovitch yes. and everybody else that was an Obama holdover the moment he saw them and the moment leaks started coming out of uh, the State Department. Because you know what? That's what Obama did. Obama got rid of every Bush uh, um, ambassador and, and holdover from the State Department so that he could institute his own people. It was one of President Trump's only mistakes in the first three years of his presidency. He didn't get rid of people like this sooner. So I hope they do get rid of him now. And Thank you, my friend. I appreciate thing, it, Ron. I, I, I can't. i got to get out because i got to give Jim in West Park the last 40 seconds. Jim, go right ahead. You know, when somebody says, let me be perfectly honest with you, you know they're lying. <laughs> and Sergeant Terrier Joe isn't going anywhere without his gun and his dog, his welfare queen shepherd. And you were shattered with your big dog and gun on Wednesday night. I saw. Thank you. You got it, thank Jim. Thank you for the phone call. And thanks to everybody for the phone calls today on a tremendous uh, Friday edition of the uh, Authority. It's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a great week. I don't know how we're going to top this next week. A great week for the country, a great week for the president, and a great week for radio as a result. Stay here. Mike Gallagher continues it next on AM 1420. The answer, have a safe, warm weekend and some bad weather. And we'll see you Monday Enjoy on the Bob France Authority. Silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.